0: this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Thank you, Jesus. Come down to the 19th. Well, let's see. Well, let's start at the 16th verse. I say then walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Say that. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Oh, I'm trying to not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, stop trying to not fulfill the lust of the flesh and walk in the spirit. You know, if you walk into the kitchen, you won't be in the bedroom. (laughs) Is that right? If you walk into the bathroom, you won't be in the garage. Some, Some of us trying to not do something instead of doing what we ought to be doing. Get preoccupied doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you'll find out that you hadn't been doing what you're not supposed to be doing because you're doing what you are supposed to be doing. Walk in the spirit. Say that. Walk in the Spirit. In fact, read the whole thing. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. All right, now let me read. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things you wish. So inside, we've got part of us that wants to do one thing, and part of us that wants to do another thing. And the Bible's saying to us, well, do what the Spirit wants to do, not what the flesh wants to do. Well, what the flesh wants to do is not wicked. I'm just wanting to do this and that. Yeah, but do what the Spirit wants to do. Amen. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, well, that's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? If you're led by the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Here in the New King James, it's capitalized. They don't do that in all translations. Because then it's a judgment call by the translators as to which are divine words and which are not. And some are a bit difficult to tell. But here in the New King James, they capitalize these. But if you're led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, and the like, and the like. In other words, if you're thinking, oh, good, he didn't name mine. (laughs) Oh, yes, he did. And the like. The Message Bible probably says, and all that stuff. Right? All that. The works of the flesh are evident. Evident. And the like. And the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past. It's not the first time I told you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We don't want that, do we? We don't want the works of the flesh. But notice this. But the fruit of the Spirit... But the fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit. What does that mean, but the fruit of the Spirit? But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. He says fruit, but then he names nine different things. The fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the Spirit, the outcome of the Holy Spirit in your life. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace. Boy, if if it's just those three, that's good right there, isn't that right? Yes. Love, joy, and peace. Oh my goodness. How many people are paying to try to have therapists help them to get some of those things? Isn't that right? Just go and all the time. But notice it says here, oh, that's just a fruit of the spirit. Amen. Yes. Love, joy, peace. Goes on to say long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And so he's saying, oh, all these things that make life amazing, all these things that make your relationships amazing. Gentleness, come on. Patience, love, joy, peace. How many of you like to live with somebody like that? Isn't that right? See, the the Holy Spirit greases the wheels of a good life. The Holy Spirit makes things work. Life doesn't work like it's supposed to, but the Holy Spirit makes it work. How many of you know if in your car, if the radiator runs out of water, how many of you know you're not going far? isn't that right? Let's talk about physical dehydration. Any any medical professionals in here? Any nurses or doctors or nutritionists okay right here? What what are some of the what are some of the symptoms of or the results of dehydration? Physical dehydration. Lack of energy? Low low blood pressure is that what you said? Increased heart rate, lightheadedness, lightheadedness, dizziness. Do your organs function right when you're dehydrated? Does your digestive system function right when you're dehydrated? Isn't it true that all of the physical systems of your body don't function right? Your skin. Isn't that right? It's not working right. Everything starts shutting down when you're dehydrated. Isn't that true? We've had some folks, you know, at a church that, you know, they'll have some kind of an episode or whatever. Something's going on. What is it? Hard? Is it? Is I having a stroke or what's going on? And, and uh, we'll, you know, take care of it. We'll get them to the hospital or whatever. And, oh, they were dehydrated. <laughs> dehydrated. We thought they were having a heart attack. We thought they were having a stroke. We thought this and that and the other. They're just dehydrated. They're just dehydrated. And if you you look, and I have before, uh, read books or looked online or whatever to say, hey, health tips, often toward the top of the list, if not the number one health tip is drink plenty of water. How many of you know this is true, what I'm talking about? Drink Drink plenty of water. Drink plenty of water. And did you know that Jesus used water as the Holy Spirit's work in our life? Intentionally. In fact, let's look over there at John chapter 7. We looked at it yesterday, but let's look at John chapter 7. We looked at a lot of scriptures yesterday, didn't we? John chapter 7. Let's look at this. How many of you remember in the fourth chapter, Jesus talked to the woman at the well about living water. Is that right? And then in John chapter 7, the 37th verse, notice it says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, watch this, as the Scripture has said, A lot of people believe in Jesus, but not as the Scripture has said. They've got their own version of Jesus. He who believes in me as the Scripture has said, watch this, out of his heart, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Notice it didn't say into his heart. Didn't say into his heart, said what? What did it say? Out. Is that up on here? Out of it. This is an open screen test. What did it say? (laughs) Out of his heart. He who believes in me as the scripture has said, out of his heart. He who believes in me as the scripture has said, out of his heart. Now, if we went a chapter before this, oh no, if we went in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And notice it says here, he who believes in me as the scripture has said, out of his heart, Out of his heart, out of his heart, will flow what? One river. Rivers of what? Living water. That's what he was talking to the woman at the well about. The living water is not just salvation. Out of his heart will flow, out of his heart will flow rivers, rivers. How many of you have indoor plumbing in the home you live in? Indoor plumbing. Anybody? I mean, that's kind of ridiculous to ask these days. But in, in the old days, you know, before my time, but, but John Booker probably remembers. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. But they'd have to go outside of the house and they'd get that pump, you know, and they'd pump the water out of the well or whatever. But how many of you know there was a time where You got running water in the house. They got pipes coming into the house. Isn't that right? And how many of you have pipes coming into the house and there's not just one place you can get a river coming out? Like you can get some in the bathroom. You can get some in the kitchen. Is that right? There's more than one river in your house. Isn't that right? Well, guess what? This is a house. And there should be rivers, plural, of living water coming out. Is that right? Coming out. Rivers. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Look at verse 39. But this Jesus spoke concerning who? The The Holy Spirit. What he spoke concerning the Spirit? Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Coming in or out out, out. Now, on the day of Pentecost, you remember, before the Holy Spirit had been poured out, well, they were there praying. They were there praying, the Bible says in Acts 1. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and the whole house was filled, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Ooh, something coming out. Began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then Peter stood up and said, this is what Joel talked about. Then in the last days, uh, God says, I'll pour out my Spirit. So here's the pouring out and them being filled up for the first time. Isn't that right? For the first time. But after that, see, anybody that's been filled with the Holy Spirit, well, you don't have that springing up inside, Jesus said, Uh, In fact, we didn't read it in chapter 4, but I'll just tell you what he said to the woman. He said, he who drinks this water from the well will thirst again, but whoever drinks the water that I will give them will have a well that springs up from within. Springs up, springs up, springs up. Isn't that right? So it's providing water from the inside. If you'll drink the water that I give you, then the water will be provided from the inside. Isn't that right? Just like in your house, you know, you may have to, when you move into a new house, you may have to call the water company and say, hey, I need to have the water connected in my name and here's my name and my information and you get the water connected. But when you get up the next morning, you don't have to call the water company again and say, hey, I need water again today. No, just go turn on the faucet. Is that right? Anybody understand? And in the same way, the Holy Spirit needed to be poured out in Acts chapter 2 on all these folks to be filled. And then in Acts chapter 10 on the Gentiles at Cornelius' house, first time the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles. But after that, that's not how Spirit-filled people get filled with the Spirit. By saying, Lord, pour it out again on me. Pour it out again on me. No, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow the rivers of living water. Out of his heart. Out of his heart. Out of his heart will flow the rivers of living water. Isn't that right? If you believe in me, as the scripture has said, unfortunately, most people don't believe in him as the scripture has said. And so it doesn't come out of their heart. So let's go over to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 and the 18th verse. And do not be drunk with wine. Now, by the way, Paul's writing to spirit-filled people here. Paul spent time in Ephesus. So these are folks that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but he's talking to them about being refilled. How many of you know just because you drank water yesterday doesn't mean you don't need to drink some today? Amen. In fact, you can go a long time without food, but you can't go all that long without water. Isn't that right? And so notice here in Ephesians 5, and it says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled, be filled with the spirit, be what, be filled and that, that Greek verb, be filled, there is in the present tense, which, which means continue to be filled. Continue to be filled. And some translations have even translated it that way, so you understand. But be filled with the Spirit. Watch this. Speaking. But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. Notice it didn't say, but be filled with the Spirit, asking God to fill you with the Spirit. Now I do ask the Lord to fill me afresh with the Holy Spirit. But notice that's not what the Bible says. That once your spirit filled, then be filled again, asking. Didn't say asking. It said speaking to one another. Really, in the Greek, it's it's the reflexive pronoun oneself, but it's plural. So, so like the Young's literal translation translates that speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. And so they're saying, well, what does that mean, speaking to yourselves? So most translations will say speaking to one another. So be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another. So maybe what we should do is just all stand and just get a partner and just look at each other and be filled with the Spirit speaking to that other person. That's a little awkward, isn't it? But nonetheless, nonetheless, there's the speaking. Notice something's coming out. It's not saying, Lord, pour something in. But be filled with the Spirit turning on worship music in your house. See, we've all got our traditions of how we think it works. But notice what the Bible said. Jesus said, he who believes in me as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow. And, and the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Isn't that right? And so here he says, but be filled with the Spirit speaking. But be filled with the Spirit speaking. What's interesting though, it says speaking, but then everything he lists are things you sing. That's right. Or at least can sing. He said, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another, speaking to yourselves with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. How many of you are Spirit filled and you've been filled afresh with the Holy Spirit? By yourself, maybe at home or somewhere in prayer. Anybody in here? Okay. So, so it doesn't have to be with somebody else. So when he says speaking to yourselves, that can just be yourself. You know, Jesus, the Bible says he was filled with the Spirit. And we know he remained filled with the Spirit. And he would often go into the wilderness to pray by himself. And he'd come back full of the Holy Spirit and minister. Isn't that right? By himself. So, speaking to yourselves with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. This is how we stay spiritually hydrated. Listen, your life will not work right unless you stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me just be maybe the first in your life to announce to you you will fail at fulfilling your calling unless you learn to be filled and stay filled with the Spirit. You will fail. Now, you may not fail completely. You may accomplish 30%, some 60%. But there is 100%, Jesus said, right? 100%. But that ground that the Word of God is supposed to come in needs water. Needs water. And this is what we're called to do. We're called to stay full of the Spirit. This is what Jesus did, and this is what we need to do. Say that out loud. Say, this is what Jesus did. And this is what I need to do. I need to stay filled with the Spirit. So let's look at it again. Do not be drunk with wine, verse 18, in which is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit speaking. But be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourselves with psalms. Well, the Bible is full of psalms. 150 psalms in the Bible. And hymns, these are things that we wrote. They're not directly from Scripture, but they're things that we wrote and they ought to be scriptural. Hymns. Worship songs, we call them often. And spiritual songs. What is that? That's when the Holy Spirit is giving you the utterance and you're singing in the spiritual language. This is how you're filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns And spiritual songs, singing, singing. You know what's great about singing with being filled with the Spirit is singing has a flow. Singing has a flow. Sometimes I've ministered to people that are wanting to be filled with the Spirit, and you could tell, man, the Holy Spirit has come upon them, and it's right there, and they're ready to flow in spiritual language, but the mind is, oh, it's like one of those little... uh, washers that they put in and California water saving. I don't know if they do it out here, but they just got a little hole drilled in it, but it just, it just governs how much water can come out of there because of the drought or whatever and such. And our minds do that, just clamp down. And so we'll say, come on, praise the Lord. Open up and praise the Lord. Even in English, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, that's like if you're trying to get hot water to come out. And so you turn on the faucet and it's like, oh, it's cold. Well, just let it flow. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many know it? it's going to be a long time before that hot water comes out? Isn't that right? But singing, there's something about singing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. Thank you that you fill me with the Holy Spirit today. Glory to God. And see, what's happening is that uh, my spirit is able to sing out with a flow. And uh, David was just sharing that he heard Pastor Jack Havert say that he's seen more people that did not come from a spirit-filled background, filled with the spirit, through singing than any other way. And I think it has to do with this, what, what the Bible's teaching us here. Yes. He who believes in me as the scripture is that out of his heart will flow, will flow rivers, not just spurts. You know, there's a difference between a river and a squirt gun. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yes. There's something about rivers of living water. We have to let our spirit speak and tell our minds, shut up. You're not going to control My spirit needing to express. And singing helps to get the control out of the way. Because there's the constant flow. Not a squirt gun, but a river, isn't that right? Thank you, Jesus. So there's something about singing that tells the mind, you just stay on the sidelines over here and let my spirit sing out to God. Right? be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And these psalms and hymns and spiritual songs are some of the rivers. Amen. Some of these rivers that are coming out. This is how we get filled with the Spirit. So we don't get filled with the Spirit trying to get something to come inside, except the first time. But once the Holy Spirit comes in, Now we get filled with the spirit from the inside because he's in there. Is that right? He's in there. He's in there. Praise God. And he just comes out. And so I've had this happen so many times. Let me just, before I get to that, let me just say what many spirit filled Christians do is they just get dehydrated all week long. And then they come and because they're so dry and dehydrated, then they'll come to church and get on the IV. And that's what you do when you get severely dehydrated. You've got to have an IV, some, something external coming in, and we've got to plug it in. And, and after a while, it's like, oh, I just feel so much better. Oh, it just feels so good to come to church. Well, that's good, but God wants us to come to church hydrated. Isn't that right? And then the rivers really flow yes. in church. Come to church hydrated. But some people just, are, they, they're not singing out. They're not speaking out. They're not staying filled with the Spirit all week long. You know, so it's great to come in here, especially in a church like this. I mean, you just come in, praise God. And you didn't feel like worshiping, but boy, in this atmosphere, you begin to feel like worshiping. And you come and then you start to feel full of the Holy Spirit again. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But see, what the Lord's calling us to do is to say, that's you all week long. That's you all week long. And when this starts happening, the rest of the stuff will start working right. Like, for example, sharing the gospel with people. Yeah, I'm just not good at that. Yeah, but you're spiritually dehydrated. Because, see, when when you're full of the Spirit, it means that the Holy Spirit's come in. And your cup overflows. So now if anybody touches your cup on the outside, they get wet. Right? I I was at dinner with some family, some of the grandkids, and I had my ice water sitting there. And my oldest granddaughter decided she wanted some ice. Just stuck her fingers in my (laughs) glass and yanked out some ice. And I knew she hadn't washed her hands all day long. Playing on the playground and everything else. Nasty. That's nasty, isn't that right? And I I just felt led to bless her and say, You can have that water. Spirit of giving just came all over me. But you know when you get filled, my cup overflows. This is this is what this is talking about in Psalm twenty-three being full to overflowing, and when you're overflowing, people outside get touched, and it, it's effortless. You don't have to become a theologian. You don't have to have some big degree. You're full of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit knows what they need. This lady finally said to Jesus, well, give me a drink. And Jesus didn't reach for the bucket. No, something came from within, side of him, And he just spoke out, go call your husband. Yeah, you've had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. And she said, the Holy Spirit had her number. The Holy Spirit had her number. And she went back to her city, come meet a man. She didn't say, man, this guy's eloquent. This guy's articulate. Just something about him. No. He told me everything I ever did. He didn't say everything she ever did. But he told her enough to where she knew. Man, God was revealing my life. And this is what happens when it comes up out of you. See, that word of knowledge came up out of Jesus. Give me me some of that water. And that word of knowledge came up out. He spoke out. That's one of the rivers is word of knowledge. Another one's word of wisdom. Another one's tongues. Another one's interpretation of tongues. All those nine manifestations of the Spirit are more rivers of the living water of the Holy Spirit. Along with love, joy, peace, patience, temper. We read all that, right, too. Along with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, giving thanks to the Lord. All these are the rivers of the living water that come out. He who believes in me as the Scriptures said, out of his heart will flow these things. Out of his heart will flow these things. Can you see that? And this is why Jesus said to the apostles, don't you dare leave Jerusalem, Acts chapter 1, verse 4, until the gift of the Father comes, in verse 8, and you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That means not comes upon you like, like hosing you down from the outside. No, filling you up, because it says in Acts 2, 4, They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, but he came upon you. They were filled and overflowing to where now he's on the outside. They were filled and overflowing where he's on the outside now. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes up and over you, and you'll be witnesses. You don't have to have a gift of evangelism. Oh, no, the Holy Spirit is here to help us touch those people. He knows every person. He knows where, what they need. You don't have to study and have all the techniques. And I'm not saying it's not good to learn good evangelism principles and such. I'm just saying when you're full of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God inside of you loves the people. And he'll just give you something. I remember the very first word of knowledge I had. I was at a junior high camp as a counselor. And the service had ended. Most people had gone to the snack bar, but there's probably maybe, oh, 30 or 40, maybe 50 people still in the auditorium there. And I was standing over by one of the doors, and I just looked across, maybe about 60 or 70 feet away from me, and I saw a junior high girl that was not from our group. I didn't know who she was, but I'm just kind of scanning the room and just kind of Zeroed in on her and I just heard inside father. Well, I was mature enough in the Lord to know she wasn't a father. (laughs) Some people are smart, right? I was smart. So I just thought, well, maybe there's something about her dad. Right? That's all I got is one word a word of knowledge. That's all I got, one word. So I walked over to her and I said, hey, how are you doing? What's your name? I said, okay, my name is Jerry. I'm from our church, Valley Community Church and such. I said, hey, can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, how's your relationship with your dad? You know, you don't have to come on strong. Thus says the Lord. (laughs) Father. (laughs) Right? You don't have to be weird. I said, how's your relationship with your dad? Oh, not too good right now. We got in a big old fight before I left camp. And I just can't stop thinking about it. And compassion was in my heart, but also what was in my heart is, yes. (laughs) I heard the Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Man, I was trying to hear the Lord. Yes. 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 And see, something came out of my mouth about her dad. I didn't have to conjure that, didn't have to go to school, read a book, didn't have to get any more knowledgeable. Just the Holy Spirit inside, just being filled with the Spirit, just being in the service and worshiping the Lord. And the Holy Spirit inside just wants to touch people. So natural, so easy, effortless, effortless. This is just spiritual hydration. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be witnesses to me. And I said, Well, you know what? I know that the Holy Spirit showed me this because He wants to heal this w- with your dad. Yes. Let's pray right now. We prayed. And she went over to the payphone. Remember those? Yes. And she called her dad. And she came back, told me the next day, I talked to my dad. Everything's okay now. I told him I was sorry. And he told me he was sorry. And oh, just. The joy of the Lord. Now this water from within me. Just a little something about a father. Now it's filling her up. Amen. How many of you can see this? So when we're talking about being spirit filled, it's not just when we come in here on the weekends. Thank God for this. This atmosphere just helps us to get in that flow. But this is you. The Lord's speaking to you and me today. And saying this is every day. This is your life every day. This is every day. Every day this is you. Every day. Be filled with the Spirit. How? Speaking to one another. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Honey, come up, but but I want us to stand too. Should we stand before you come up, Kimberly? Should we stand now or let's stand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, let, let's, yeah, come on up, mate. By the way, Nate, man, the Psalm, psalmist anointing that you have. I've had a lot of people play keyboards, but the anointing on you when you're playing is, is it's, like, it's like David when he came and was called to play for Saul and the distressing spirit would leave, and like that prophet that said, "Bring me, bring me a." musician. And the musician came and the prophecy. By the way, all that was the Holy Spirit too, wasn't it? Come on up, Nate. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Mm. Say it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let me just set everybody at ease. There's no pressure here. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy. Pastor David quoted the scripture from Proverbs this morning. A man has joy by the way his wife talks to him. Does she cook some good dinner? treats him really nice, he'll have joy, or by how much he gets paid at work, or by what kind of car he drives, how much money he's got in the bank. You know, Proverbs says, interestingly, Solomon, Solomon, let's see, about 3,000 years ago, uh, About 950 years before the Holy Spirit was poured out, Solomon said, A man has joy by the answer of his tongue, by what comes out of his mouth. Joy comes inside by what comes out of his mouth. And I tell you what, listening to some Christians talk all day, I'd be depressed. I'd I'd be depressed. I. Those things used to come out of my mouth, and the Lord began to help me that, oh, we've got to, come on up, David. That we've got to get the right things out of our mouths. Yes. Amen. We've got to let the truth come out, not our emotions, not just what our mind thinks. The devil will plant something in your mind, make you feel discouraged. If you don't watch it, that'll come out, and, oh, that'll discourage you. Amen. But, oh, if you start getting the truth out. Oh, my God loves me despite what's going on. And he promised to help me. He promised to lift me out of this situation. Amen. Praise God. Oh, I've been in prayer. Just begin to talk about praising the Lord. This is part of praising the Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're good. Thank you that your promises are true. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've got nothing to be concerned about because... Whatever, whenever I lack wisdom, oh, I ask you and you give it to me liberally without reproach. Oh, I won't be left in the dark. I can't be left in the dark. Oh, I thank you, Lord. In all my ways, I acknowledge you and you direct my paths. I'm not even going to make a mistake. See how we talk the truth and it was like, oh, man, it lifts our emotions because the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit inspired this book. So when we speak the word of God, the Holy Spirit words are coming up in us, flowing up in us. It's part of the river. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.